0: We are starting a little mini-series all about potty training. Today, I'm talking with Sarah Leach, who is our lead sleep consultant here at Little Z's. We are going to go through how she taught her boys to get out of bed and go potty and potty train when they were in an open bed. So she has two boys. They are completely different, and I will let her explain that. But if you are coming to this episode because it's time to potty train and your child is in an open bed, this is for you. But hold on. Are you thinking, wait, I need to potty train, but my child's still in a crib. Can I do that? Absolutely, you can. Next week, we will come back with an episode from Allison Jandu, the potty training consultant, to talk about potty training in a crib, which is a thing. So this week, listen in to Sarah Leach and I as we talk about potty training in an open bed. She has so many tips to share. If you are a boy mom, this is absolutely something you're gonna love. If you're a girl mom, this will absolutely fit too. But Sarah is going to go a little bit more in depth with those tips. you know, stepping around a puddle in the middle of the night. Um, So Sarah has some great tips and she is gonna share that with you. Make sure you send this to a friend who you know is also in the throes of potty training commiserate with them, help them, give them some tips. This is going to be super helpful. So let's jump into my conversation with Sarah. Hey, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant here at Little Z Sleep, and we love sleep. We love it so much that we are on a mission to tell the world that sleep is a thing. Sleep is not a competitive badge of honor. It is not something that you have to wait and survive through and trudge through as a parent. You actually can have sleep now. And we are all about that. And here on the podcast, you will hear stories from well-rested families, you will hear troubleshooting, problem solving, and everything in between to help your family make sleep a thing. Of course, you don't have to wait for every episode to come out. You can actually get a step-by-step sleep training plan over on littlezsleep.com shop. From newborn to preschool, we want to help give you the resources to increase your family's sleep every single night and ensure that your family is happy, healthy, and well-rested. Sarah, we are going to chat about your boys today and potty training while they're in an open bed. But I know because I've met your boys several times and I love them. And I've told you, I wish they were just slightly older because I want my girls to marry them because they're so capable and responsible. (laughs) That would be wonderful. (laughs) But walk me through these two very different boys. Can you explain their personality types? Oh
1: yeah. That's such a fun thing to do. I have the typical type A six-year-old First child. He is so organized, rule follower to the extreme. Um, Sensitive sleeper needs a lot of sleep. And when he doesn't get it, we always know. Um, And was on the early side of every nap transition and on the shorter end of every nap length. I mean, just, you know, very much so in a box. And then I have my second son, Kenny. He's four right now and he is just more of a wild child and could sleep 13 hours and didn't drop his nap till he was three. I mean, much easier in a lot of ways, um, but also likes to push the limits. So, yep, I think that's pretty typical, uh, putting them in the box of like sibling order, Mm -hmm. first child, second child, um, but yeah, completely different. And so when it comes to potty training we had two completely different stories with each of them.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. And I remember these. So, okay. Walk us through. John is your oldest. Kenny is the youngest. Okay. So share with us, what was this journey like when you started out with your first with John?
1: Uh, So with John, I feel like everything always comes at the same time, right? So we had a new sibling and we dropped a nap and we moved to an open bed and you know, we potty trained. Because just throw in one more thing on top of all that newness, but it always seems to happen like that in life. And your first kid is your guinea pig for everything, right? So I feel like John was that for us with potty training, uh, for sure. Because we decided to go cold turkey. We were like, you know, one day, like we got potty trained. We got to get ready for preschool next year. He's in an open bed now, so let's get this done. And you know, we we took off the underwear. We took off the pants. And we just ran around the house. We potty trained within three days. We were like, we had made it. We were potty trained. Um, But we decided to do nighttime at the same time and paid zero attention to whether he was actually probably ready for that. Um, Like, you know, you're supposed to look at whether they have a dry diaper or a dry pull up at night. Um, In the morning time, is it wet? Uh, You know, all of those things. And so we didn't do that. We were just like, we're going to do this. We're going to get it done all in one big swoop. Um, And so John was amazing. The rule follower that he is, he picked up so fast on the fact that he needed to not go potty in the bed at nighttime. Um, But it also created a lot of anxiety for him. So we had some weird things pop up for sure where he would get up um, before bedtime, get up five to seven times, which sounds like an insane amount of times to get up and go potty before you actually fall asleep. Um, But he would do that. And I think, you know, for him, it was his way of making sure that he wasn't going to wet the bed at night. So we had a lot of anxiety, I think, because we jumped in a little early with him. And that was something we definitely did different the second time around. Um, So I love to share that with people so that they know they're not alone if that is happening with your child, if there is getting up. Um, And, you know, I told Becca he would actually go to the bathroom.
0: Like five to seven times? Like
1: every one of those times. Because at some point you go, okay, my child is messing with me. They're Mm, stalling bedtime. This isn't real. So you get into kind of a a back and forth with your kid at bedtime saying like, nope, we're not going to get up again. We're not going to go potty. And there he is saying, I really have to. And he would actually go. Um, And so, yeah, we had to learn big parenting lesson here about letting time do its part in decreasing anxiety because there was nothing no rule that we could put in place there to, to decrease that anxiety for him and we had to just allow him to get up and go as many times as he needed for a little while um so, so I know that
0: sounds wild <laughs> <laughs> well you know what though I I you're you weren't alone he's not the only one who did that and I'm pretty sure you said this has been like a frequent, asked question in our inbox lately. Yes.
1: I get families who pop in all the time with this exact scenario and they'll say the things I'm saying, like, you wouldn't really believe it, but he actually goes five to seven times before falling asleep. And what can I do? And so my biggest suggestion is give it time. And then we have others. We worked with you on creating. Um, what I have done termed a dream pee, And yes. this was wonderful. That was something that helped John so much. When he did finally fall asleep, um, we would actually get him up in the night before we went to bed. So maybe around like 30, 10 o'clock. And we'd wake him up, walk with him to the bathroom. He would go potty and then go back to bed. And usually in the morning, he didn't even remember doing this, but somehow this helped and and time to helped to decrease the number of times he'd get up to go to the bathroom before he fell asleep so that was a big help there But I think another thing we see a lot of times when kids are potty training is they'll finally fall asleep and they'll sleep most of the night and then they'll wake up at like 5.30 or 6 in the morning because that's about how long their bladder can make it. And then they do need to get up and go to the bathroom. And so by doing that dream pee, we did it, you know, for a couple months, um, most nights, And by doing that, he would actually sleep all the way till seven in the morning. So Mm. it kind of relieved him. It prevented accidents in the early morning time and helped him get the sleep that he needed while we were potty training. So that was a game changer for us as well.
0: Hey, if you do not have a child who is sleeping through the night and you are ready to make sleep a thing, did you know that you can be matched to the Little Z Sleep program that is right for you? All you need to do is head to littlezsleep.com sleep dash quiz, or just click the handy link below in the podcast show notes. And we want to match you to the sleep training program that is right for your family. Once you take this quiz, you'll find a video where I explain what this course is all about, and then you can jump in. This is available for you right now. Go ahead and get matched to the program so we can help you make sleep a thing as soon as possible. So I remember Allison Jandu, the potty training consultant, she talked about the dream pee and she said you could go to the bathroom or just have a potty in the child's room. Did you guys go to the bathroom with John? At first,
1: we actually did what Allison suggested. We had the potty in the bedroom because he was going so many times. So we moved the potty, you know, his little potty. We set it up in the bedroom. He'd get up and go right there. And that also helped us as parents to kind of determine whether he was trying to just get up because that was the big thing back then like is he playing a game with us is he just trying to get up and get out of sleep and go to the bathroom over and over so by not even leaving the room we were able to clearly see like this isn't really fun for him he's just a little anxious and really trying to empty his bladder completely before he falls asleep so we did we had the potty in the room and we had a little motion sensor light next to that potty so he could just get up and go pee right there um you know, wasn't the most lovely thing to have in a bedroom, but it was only a couple of months. Yeah. And then when all of that anxiousness kind of subsided for him, then we felt like, okay, he's ready to journey to the actual bathroom through the hall. Um, yeah, and that's when we gave him a potty torch. Yes, so we I, gave was, him I was like, okay. Flashlight.
0: You gotta like talk about this. But let me let me pause on the anxiety for a second. Yeah. Did you all put that terminology um just between you and Ben? Did you like Talk to John, about what anxiety is. Did you just know that he's going through this and let's help him cope? Like, how was that conversation?
1: Well, to be completely honest, we were clueless at the time. We were just oh. trying to figure it out as we went. We were like, he's playing with us, he's messing with us. Um, but it's always as, that
0: reflection after right. like, oh, oh now <laughs> I
1: see that it was totally anxiety. I mean, this child was not having dry diapers. We didn't do any pull-ups, we went straight to you know how to potty in the daytime, so we're gonna potty at nighttime too. So it was a lot for him and he was a little on the younger side too so uh um- It was definitely anxiety. And I think by the end of, you know, about two months of kind of working through this, uh, Ben and I were kind of saying to each other, Yeah, I think he's just really anxious. I think he just really does not want to wet the bed. So we didn't use that terminology with John, but we tried to just really affirm him. And once we let go of fighting him getting up to go to the bathroom over and over, and we just said, Okay. Every time, um, like it was normal and no big deal, that's when we finally started to see it decrease. Um, And so whether that just happened to be the amount of time he needed to get comfortable or, um, you know, us letting go and us not being anxious, which we hear so often in the parenting world, like we are the main predictors of how much anxiety our children will have, right? Um, If we let go of that and we just kind of accept it and go, okay, it's going to take 20 minutes for him to fall asleep now um, because he's got to work through this process and he's going to get up and go over and over and go right back to bed. Um, and we're doing all the things we can do. We're limiting liquids for a couple hours, heading towards bedtime. We're doing a double void pee. We're talking to him about how it's okay to wet the bed. Um, you know, it, it, all of those things that we try to do to let him release that. It was really. It was up to him. And by us being cool about it and just chilling out, that's when things really turned a corner.
0: So I want to lean into that for a second because I think this is the entire conversation we have about um, the yellow light when we're working with our child on um, creating habits and rhythms of bedtime routine, and we teach the yellow light concept. If you're not familiar with that, I'll link our episode about the four-step color system. But when we allow the child's clock to turn yellow for just a few minutes and that's their like, hey, you get all the time to stall, all of a sudden it loses the power. They're not interested in like another book or playing games or like all the things that they used to ask for once you had the lights out we give them the opportunity and then they enjoy it but then it's gone when you say good night similarly you guys did that you you decided like listen john totally okay you go to the bathroom whenever you want it's all yours it loses its luster of like oh right. but i get all the attention when i get up and i have to like it's a big deal to mom and dad once you kind of took that away and destigmatized, like it's a big deal to get up he's probably like yeah i don't really need to do this i'm done yeah.
1: It definitely, it definitely wore off at that point. And you're right. It is exactly like the yellow light, which I could not love that system more and giving them the control and allowing them to stall when their yellow light is on right before bed. I mean, that's, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what, what this is.
0: Yeah, we need to do another like refresh episode on that and then we should talk about Star Time. That would be great. But that's a different conversation. (laughs)
1: So many things for older kids. Yeah. So many.
0: This is so good. So all right. So John, it was a, a matter of time and all of that. But you mentioned the potty torch. This is by far my you have all these tips and tricks for lights, which we'll get into the the potty light in a minute. But I want you to talk about what the heck is the potty torch? Um, Where can I buy one? (laughs) And like, what did you use this for?
1: Yeah, this, okay. So the potty torch, when we decided that John could go down the hallway, we used your YouTube video. Like how do we teach him to go potty by himself at night? So we talked about, you know, we're going to walk sneaky like a ninja. We don't want to wake anyone else up. We're going to go quietly to the bathroom and quietly back to our bed. Um, but there was still a period of time where he would kind of call for us and he wanted us to walk with him. Um, And we just needed something, something else that was going to encourage him and give him the confidence to go. And I remember we were actually on a beach vacation and my mother-in-law was like, why don't you give him a flashlight? We happened to be at this great Melissa and Doug outlet store and there was this flashlight that looked like a torch with a snake wrapped around it. I mean, it was, you know, kind of hideous. And you're like, that thing? And she insisted. She was like, get him this. He will go to the bathroom. And I mean night one, we gave him that torch and we said, This is your potty torch. And every night when you get up, you get to use this as you walk sneaky like a ninja through the hallway to the bathroom. And he his eyes lit up and he was like, Oh, that thing is cool. We're gonna <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was it was cool. Um, have not been able to find that torch anywhere except um i think my husband ordered one from china on ebay like we because we have a second son so he had to have one too so um anyway this torch is cool but a flashlight would work too a glow stick whatever your child thinks is awesome and you keep it right next to their bed and it just gives them that confidence like this when I get up, I'm going to grab this. I'm going to walk because their rooms are also like pitch black dark, except for that red hatch light on 1%. So it is a little scary to get up and walk through the hallway at night. Um, but that did the trick in the first couple of nights, you know, you give it a little extra time. They're going to go a couple times and test it out and then it loses its Um, it's draw, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and that decreases as well. And um, so this was, you know, when they were three or just under three and now John's six. So he's been using the potty torch every night for three years.
0: (laughs) I love it so much. And if you guys want to, I think Sarah has shown this on uh, an Instagram takeover. So it's probably buried somewhere in our takeover. Yes. Um, but yeah, potty torch is probably my favorite thing you I've ever heard. Um, so I love that. But okay, so you mentioned obviously kid number two guy had to get a potty torch, but Kenny is completely different than John. So then also we just, we have more smarts. We have more wits about us when we have our second yes. kid. So can you walk me through, how did you step into potty training for Kenny? He's in an open bed, but also knowing what you knew about John. Yeah, So we approached it differently with Kenny because
1: of the disruption to our all of our sleep that was caused, um, you know, when we kind of forced John into it a little early. So with Kenny, we daytime, we did daytime potty training, um, kind of followed everything Allison Jandu suggested, but we kept pull-ups at night because we knew he just wasn't ready and kept pull-ups for several months. And then when the pull-ups were dry, then we started potty training and it was so seamless. It was very easy. Um, we did a couple nights, get do the, the dream pee where we'd get up and take him to the bathroom to kind of prevent those early mornings and get him the sleep he needed. That was helpful. But for him, it was... Timing was everything. He was he was ready to go. He had also seen his brother. You know how he gets up and goes to the bathroom at night. Um, We gave him a potty torch right away. Didn't use a potty in his room. We just taught him from the beginning. Here's how we walk to the bathroom and we go in the big boy potty. Um, So I mean, second time around, yeah. I think we knew more, and that set us up for success. So learn from me. (laughs) What? Not to do and what to do. And if you are in that first situation, hopefully some of those tips are helpful.
0: Oh, absolutely. All right. So you mentioned briefly about like limiting liquids and things like that. So to kind of just quickly recap a conclusion summary of your evening routine and going potty, can you walk us through from like dinner to bedtime what happens in the leech household?
1: Yeah. So dinner time. And then there's playtime and our boys will usually go outside and scooter. If it's nice out, they'll go run around outside or they'll play Legos if it's not. Um, so we've got some playtime after dinner and then in our house, we almost every night have a bedtime snack. We tend to eat pretty early and then with boys, they'll just eat anytime. So we're always doing either leftovers of dinner. Let me reheat it. Um, have a granola bar, a banana, peanut butter and toast, whatever. And then um, by that time we're we're doing no more liquids. So What
0: time is that snack?
1: So that snack is probably right before bath. So about 6.30, 6.45. Our boys are getting a little older now. So we're pushing bedtime a little bit. We're not quite on our seven to seven game anymore, but um, yeah, right before bath. So we eat at about 5.30 and then about 6.30, we'll have a bedtime snack. It's been about an hour and then they'll jump in the shower or the bath. And after that, we're usually not drinking anything else. Um, If they have little sips of their water bottle, that's fine. They keep a cup of water next to their bed but I did there was a period in time when we were potty training where I'd only fill that cup up just a little bit because if it was a full cup of water or a bottle of water they would suck it down when they got in bed Mm. and that's not something we wanted when we're potty training at night so give them just a little bit so if they need a sip they can have it if they ask for a refill fill it up a little bit more um but limiting that liquid was was really helpful for us um And then, yeah, by about 7.15 now, the boys are in bed. Um, But we do a double void piece. So right before bath, we go potty, take a bath, put jammies on, brush our teeth, read a story. And then we turn that yellow light on. And when the yellow light's on, This is your time. Do you need that sip of water? Do you need to switch your stuffed animal? Do you need to go potty one more time? So they're going potty once more right after stories, right before the light turns red for bed. And then we're not getting up again. And what we try to stress to them is, Now, you know, post potty training, I wouldn't do this during potty training, obviously, allow them to go if they need. But now we say, okay, you need to go to sleep. And if you wake up in the night, you can use your potty torch to go to the bathroom. Um, But once that you know, that double void should be good for them at this point in the game. So yeah, that's kind of what our evening looks like. And then I know you mentioned we have our, our potty nightlight, which is the second light.
0: Yes, please. Okay, that was kind of my segue into. Yeah. All right, so that's before they fall asleep. What happens mm-hmm. because it does? Like, hey, I woke up at like 5 a.m. this morning. I was like, oh, got to be real quick, right? Like, that happens. You're going to wake up in the nighttime sometimes. So, boys, this brings in a whole other element because I hear <laughs> yeah. my girls go to the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, you're fine. Like, you sat down, you peed, you left. But also... Uh, A a dumb question because I don't have boys. Did you potty train them standing, but you you potty train them sitting right for boys?
1: Yeah. So differently because we had to kind of go with whatever they wanted to do with John because he was a little younger than three when we potty trained him um, and just a little more, you know, anxious about the whole thing. John potty trained on the toilet, but sitting backwards and, mm, you know, I've heard this. so many boy mom friends. So there are so many different ways to do it, but he would, you know, climb up some steps, sit on the potty backwards because he was anxious about going potty out of the toilet, which is a thing with boys. It goes everywhere. Um, You know, so he did that. And with Kenny, Kenny had no issues. He just stood up from the beginning. So he's, they both stand and pee now. Mm -hmm. um, But it was a a journey to get there for John, just, uh, you know, not wanting to make a mess. Um, Now at nighttime, it was a little different. At nighttime, I think they were so tired and they go into the bathroom and they just, go anyway who knows because I'm not in there I don't know how they I go. remember
0: you saying like I'm so tired of cleaning beer.
1: it was a thing and boy moms out there know like when you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you step in a puddle as a boy mom you're just like no no <laughs> Because you don't know if that's water from the shower you (laughs) took before you went to bed or something else. And so, yeah, we had to get that potty light. And I always thought, oh, I don't like gimmicks. I don't like, you know, to buy little things that it's probably gonna be ugly whatever so worth it because it's like a disco in our bathroom it lights up it changes colors it goes in the toilet it goes in it hangs on the side of the toilet but it is motion censored so as they walk into the bathroom the toilet lights up and it could not be more of a bullseye like go potty here pee here Um, and we have not had any misses since we bought that light, um, which just makes me a much happier mom. Yes. Cause there were so many mornings I say to my husband, like, I can't start the day like this, stepping in a puddle and cleaning up pee. And, and you look around and say, who did this? And they have no clue that no one fesses up. No one says it was me.
0: Right. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're also like, I don't know. I don't think I went to the bathroom last night. Right. Like, yeah, no, you think- did. I heard your door.
1: <laughs> they don't remember. They don't remember. No. But somebody did. And yeah, that was not fun.
0: Oh, my gosh. We're going to have to link um, this potty light. And also, if we can find any type of potty torch in the show notes, because this is fantastic. I mean, who would have thought that sometimes this is like the key is just to have these little like, you know, yeah, little Z's. We're not about gimmicks. You and I, we don't like gimmicks. No. But these are not gimmicks. They are right. parenting tools. <laughs> To help just life be so much better. So I'm so glad that you shared that. Um, Any words of wisdom you would give a family if they are listening to this, getting ready to start the journey of potty training, whether it's day or night or wherever they are with their child who is now in an open bed, what would you say to them?
1: Oh, I would say make sure they're ready first. Don't force it. So that was one major takeaway that we had from our first um, potty training go round. So look for those uh, dry pull-ups, dry diapers, that would be your big sign. Um, and then if there is anxiousness, give it time, wait, and just step back and allow them to do what they need to do within reason. Right. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, if you are a boy mom, that potty torch, if your child is ready to just go straight to the bathroom and not have a potty in their bedroom, Go ahead and teach that from the very beginning. You know, our our house is lit up like a landing strip at night. We've got potty torch. We've got an extra hatch in our hallway that's on red so that they can see through the hallway. And then we've got the potty light. So we just did everything we can to make it easy for them to take ownership of it. Mm
0: -hmm. And the
1: more we can avoid going into their room, having them call out for us and helping them, you know, it just gets rid of one transition. Like we're going to do that from the very beginning. We're going to learn how to go to the big boy potty or the big girl potty at night. Um, So wait until they are ready for that and do it all at once would be, you know, one of my big takeaways as well.
0: Oh, that's so helpful. Um, I'm so glad that you had these two very different experiences so that you could share with us. Um, I so appreciate your time and I definitely would would echo that. Like, know, know your child's cues, know when they're ready. Um, and this is definitely something that if you're listening to this also, but you're thinking, but my child's in a crib, what do I do? Um, stay tuned. We have an episode coming um, the very next week all about potty training in a crib. It is a From the Vault episode with Allison Jandu, who you and I have learned so much from. So um, she's such a wealth of information and uh, we're definitely going to grab Sarah again on the podcast to talk more about these routines because as she flew through her bedtime routine, some of you guys were probably like, oh my gosh, it's so structured and so organized. We can help you get there too. You, anyone can do this. So we can do that. Um, and I know that Sarah's laughing because she's like, my life is not structured and organized. <laughs> <laughs> Especially we moved the boys into a room together and we've lost <gasps> a lot of
1: structure. I didn't know this. Yes. So now, and I know someone on our in our Facebook group had asked, Asked, like, what do you do with going potty at night when siblings are room sharing? And yeah, we just we're teaching them to be quiet for each other, to use their light, but how important it is not to wake your brother up. For the most part, they're enjoying it so much. But yes, we've lost a little bit of, of structure there.
0: <laughs> oh my And lo- allowed a little bit of fun in. <laughs> yeah that's okay that's memory making right there like those are the core memories of growing up with your brother it is. So. and
1: we're getting you know we're getting to those ages where we're, we're not napping anymore we can push bedtime a little bit so so we're enjoying
0: that oh my gosh all right well yeah i sense a lot of um, upcoming podcast episodes to talk more about this <laughs> um thank you sarah thanks for joining me today oh thanks so much